I'm Ashley. I'm Lauren, and this is Whispers in the Basement. <laughs> That's the best screamo voice I can do. And whenever I listen to screamo in high school, even still now, is that how that's you do what it? I do. Because then it, it makes me feel like I'm singing along, but I would oh, yeah. be like, bah, 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 bah. in Sometimes my car, I do like, it, it looks like I'm screaming, but oh, yeah. I'm just doing that. Or when you're doing like, and the crowd goes wild. I used to love having full concerts in my bedroom, and I would pretend that, like, I'm singing to a crowd. But were you singing into your hairbrush? Uh, I don't actually know what I was singing to. Or were you just, to. like, acting like you were holding I think I was acting like I was holding something, but okay. I definitely thought I was, like, Britney Spears level. Oh. Was going to be discovered the next day. I know. my I, I'm i sure my mom could tell you several stories where she was like, I would tell Ashley, shut the fuck up! I remember that there was one time I got grounded... Which was not uncommon. Um, and I had just gotten the My Chemical Romance Black Parades um, CD. And I lost, like, all phone, computer privileges, everything. All I got to have was my stereo and CDs. So my parents knew that you were- whole CD by the time that you- my grounding was over. I blared it 24-7. Were you making them a part of your teenage angst? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. My mom Cut remembers my that. black my eyes. <laughs> yep. My mom remembers that. <laughs> I blacked a lot of that out, but... See, that stuff wasn't, like, big until I graduated high school, and I think that I was actually moved out when emo became, like, a big thing. Yeah. So what my mom got to listen to was, like, Jay-Z. <laughs> And Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and Christina Aguilera. That because that's like what was big. Absolutely. When I was in high school, it's so, so funny because I cannot imagine you listening to any of that music. Oh yeah, I did hardcore. And then, <laughs> um, oh, but also stuff like um, uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln oh, Park absolutely. was really big. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it got more rock as I got into high school and I liked rock when I was younger but there was like that teenage like when I was changing into a teenager like when Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys became really big yeah Yeah. and I was like I love Backstreet Boys (laughs) that's so funny I think we actually discovered that we were both at the same concert Concert, yeah you were just a wee one yeah and I was getting ready to go into high school because it was the millennium one right oh yeah yeah so oh I guess I wasn't five I'm being dramatic I think I was seven I was getting ready to be a freshman in high school Awkward. Young one. Young one. Young papa. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you a question that I've already asked you because this is another recording that we've done because Ashley can't get her shit together. It happens. Um, yeah. I don't remember my question. It's okay. We don't even need to re-ask <coughs> it. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you drink all of your Monster already? Yeah. Yes. Really? I finished it an hour ago. I savor these things. No, because they get hot and bubbly. Like the bubbliness extra goes. carbonated. Yeah. I, that's why I like them. Whenever they're cold, is the carbonation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one thing that we've talked about all week is <laughs> the lack of getting packages arriving to our house. <laughs> Do you bring this up? Because literally as Lauren was walking in my front door, there's a package on my, on my porch. And I was so excited because I've ordered these fake Uggs. 
that apparently came from China, and I didn't realize that. And so now <laughs> they're, like, stuck in Illinois and have been. Yes. <laughs> for a few days. I actually got a notification that I'll get them on the 19th, supposedly. Oh, okay. I think Allegedly. Mine, has a, mine says a 10-day range, but I also have something stuck in Illinois. I was so excited <laughs> yesterday. I got a lot of stuff yesterday. I it wasn't even it. for me. Yeah. But I still get excited. We did a, or we're doing a ugly, no, Dirty White. Santa. Oh, Dirty. Like, the where you steal each other's gifts or whatever, and I had an iconic gift. I'm still allowing tomorrow to maybe let USPS figure their life out and find this, but, um, yeah. It's, You're not salty at all. No, um, <laughs> it's lost, and I'm so distraught because now I have to do a backup thought, and I am a person that whenever I find a gift, it's more than likely because I've been thinking about it for months, and I have perfected what I'm bringing, and so now I have to do something that's lackluster, and I'm really disappointed about this. Maybe you'll find something really awesome, though. And you'll be like, oh, this is just as good. I can't say what it is because I think I want, I don't, I'm not confident if both of my sister-in-laws are going to listen to this on their way to the farm, but. Just in case somebody does. Yeah, I'm not going to say what it is. I'll tell you all next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of next weekend, it's almost Christmas. It it's is. Christmas. It's the holiday seasons, I guess is what I should say, because there's several holidays for people. Well, I think, yeah, because we're in the middle of Hanukkah. Are we? Yeah. Okay. There. I mean, according to TikTok, we are, because I follow a lot of Jewish creators just because I think it's such a fascinating, uh, the Orthodox Jewish community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I think it's such a fascinating religion. Agreed. Um, And they have been doing their little, where they light. The menorah? Yeah, light the menorah, and they say a prayer slash sing a song during the whole lighting ceremony got you got you um yeah we're uh decorated in green and red lights right now so festive honestly the only thing that would make it better is jingle bells Mm, or a live reindeer yeah i'll take that over jingle bells really you don't like like the old sleigh bells Oh, I thought you meant, like, the song playing in the background. And then I was like, no, man, Mm -hmm. I'm jingle belled out. Um, as a kid, did you, well, and I guess because you have children now, um, on Christmas Eve night, did your parents ever pretend to be Santa? Or did you, like, lay out reindeer food and stuff for Santa? Yeah, so I guess we should start by saying if the children are listening to this, you should probably turn it off right now. Or skip forward ahead because actually we don't want to just run. don't listen to this episode. We don't want to crush children. anybody's dreams. But yes, no. every single year growing up, my dad dressed up as Santa. And my dad makes an excellent Santa. Yes, your dad he's has over, the, the stature for it. Yeah, he's over six foot tall. He's got the jelly belly. Um, now he's got a white beard. But mm-hmm. when I was growing up, he, my mom made his santa outfit for him that's adorable so he was so believable that as i got older he would go to the nursing homes dressed up as santa for the older people yeah um and i think he did it for the shriners so uh yeah but every every year he would dress up as santa and to be honest i was terrified of him yeah I, i was so terrified of santa Really? Yeah. Oh, I was so stoked for the idea of Santa. Nope. I was terrified as 
book. Oh my gosh, we always made like reindeer food with oats and glitter. Oh no, we left and spread it out. We left cookies and milk out, and we still like the boys still leave out cookies and milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year. Yeah, my dad even got to the point I think where he would have bells. And he would go outside and, like, stand away and ring them. Because we always read the Polar Express oh, on, on Christmas Eve. So we read the night before Christmas. I feel Every like Seth's family does that. Yep, that's yeah. what we did. I did it with my kids. I can't say that I do it now because they're older. But that's what we did as a kid. But um, my dad, actually, back in the day when Gage was little, he bought this Hallmark uh, version of the night before Christmas and you could record your voice. Stop. So it's, yeah, I still have it. He, you could still hear my dad That's reading adorable. the night before Christmas to Gage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he even dressed up as Santa and showed it for my kids. Oh my gosh. That like heals mm-hmm. my heart for, yeah. you know, just like a grandpa, like having what wishing that you had a grandpa that would do stuff like that for you. Yeah. He, um, oh, would bring them one gift. He has the big bag and he has a gift in it. Stop. That is so cute. I love that. Yeah. Setting the standards for all future grandparents that are listening to this. Yeah. Now I'm not scared of Santa, but as a kid, I was terrified. But was he like, it's because he was, you were not talking crap on you. Uh, is it because like your mom said you have to be good or Santa will bring you, leave you cold? No. Kind of like how people did, uh, like our generation, with church, it was, you better be good or you're going to hell. Which reminds me of a very funny story to tell you. But, no, I think it was because, I think deep down I kind of knew it was my dad. But to me, it was still a stranger. And so it just creeped me out, <gasps> me sitting on some stranger's lap. And, I agree like, that. I don't, I'm not trash talking. But I, like, I don't remember being really close to my dad, like, um, physically close. And oh, so it, it yeah, just, like, you guys didn't have, like, a physical touch, like, yeah, huggy. Yeah, so it just scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but, funny story to the, you'll go to hell. Um, when I was younger, my grandma, it was a big deal, like, don't sing at the table. Don't sing at the kitchen table. Wait, like, sing a song? Yep, don't sing at the kitchen table. And I remember <laughs> me as a child being like, why? Uh, yeah. Why not? And I don't remember if she told me this or if my mind just created that if you sang at the kitchen table, Jesus was going to come down from heaven and chase you around the table. I don't, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did you sing at the table often? I just, I don't remember. I just remember being told numerous times, don't sing at the table. But I was I was that kid that was always making weird fucking noises. Absolutely. I sing all the time at my house. I used to lay in bed and do this thing. You know, like where you start your voice really high and you do the, that. (laughs) I did that as a kid, Uh but really, really loud. (laughs) And I remember my mom. Your mom was probably so overstimulated. She was. I remember her coming in and opening my bedroom door and being like, you sound like a dying cow. (laughs) Stop. It's so weird. <laughs> she did. I but know. I would just lay there for hours and go, eh. <laughs> or the, <laughs> I was always I making noises. <laughs> Does this shock you? Yeah, I because I just don't imagine you I'm, standing around making noises. I am a, but I think it's because I'm a fidgeter too, which uh-huh. is why I like pick at my fingers so bad. Yeah. I can't sit still. 
I have always had some sort of like weird tick. I was playing with, I used to play with my hair a lot. I would mm-hmm. knot it really bad. There's, I just always have to be doing something. Um, so yeah, <laughs> funny little tidbit story about Ashley. Oh my gosh. Um, I did see a TikTok about there's these kind of, they're called like loopy earplugs for parents. And it takes a lot of the background noise out. And, but, and so you can focus on just a conversation and a mom, like lots of moms were in the comments and they were talking about how that saved them from yelling at their kids for just being kids, you know, but like it gets, it gets hard after. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like when you just want some quiet. Yeah. I don't think I call it ADHD or ADD and I don't know as that's what I really, I mean, I think I do have it now. I don't think I've always had it. Right. I used to be able to read a book and be able to focus really well. Mm-hmm. The older I have gotten, it my brain just does not function the same way that it used to. And right. I think that's just part of being a mom and a wife. You've just constantly got a million things going through your brain at one time. I have a very loud internal voice. Yeah. Um, sometimes so loud that I can't hear. I just can't even like focus on myself if right. that makes sense at all and yeah. then you add ch- like children to the mix and then other conversations and I feel very crippled mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like like comatose mode like like I can't <laughs> I'm not I don't know what to say to anybody because there's so much going on I don't even my brain's trying to like focus on something anything yeah stare at that ceiling tile mm-hmm. and then that's good so no nope, I totally agree yeah so um, I guess we'll jump into it because we've kind of babbled for freaking ever um so today's episode since we are in the holiday season and this room is lit up with green and red lights is about christmas and the lore um that is behind it not all of the lore but a lot of it so uh christmas has been a u.s national holiday since 1870 and not it is not only known as the birthday of jesus but also a day in which we gather for food and gifts under the tree with our families The weeks leading up to are often filled with get-togethers, Christmas lights, caroling, and gift shopping. But where did this holiday and the feastings behind it begin? And is there a dark history behind this and what is now looked at as such a loving and bright day of the year? So Christmas takes place uh, December 25th, which is in the middle of the winter solstice or the darkest days of the year. Many celebrated the birth of Christ during this time to bring light to those darkest days, but it's during this time of the season that food is in plenty along with drink. Scandinavians celebrated Yule during December 12th through January, and during this time, the fathers and sons would bring home a giant log in which they would set fire to. So there's your Yule, that, your Yule log. So, is it just one log or multiple? One giant log. Burn him for 12 days. Actually, I guess it's longer than 12 days because it's December 12th through the I was going to say it's January. like over half of a month. Yeah, that better be. That's like a whole tree. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, how does one log just take that? I'm assuming it's probably several then. Like, just constantly keep the fire burning. Yeah. Keep uh, the fire burning. Uh, that's not actually a song I just made. <laughs> so during the burning of this log, they would feast for 12 days. And it's said that each spark of the fire would represent a new pig or calf that could be born during the next year. The end of December for them was a great time to slaughter cattle. So they would not have to feed during the winter months. And the wine and beer that had been fermenting all year was now ready to drink. So they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. loins. Yeah. I oh, have. Said loins. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was saying labor, but it's loins, loins. all of it. Loins. Yeah. Labor. Um, <laughs> no, at the bottom I have, um, you know, taking part in what you've worked for and reaping what you sow. Yep. So, um, yeah, the festivities really revolved around nature, food, drink. All of this was naturally made or raised. And during these months that everything is ready to be um, eaten and feasted. So to them, spring is the time of birth, fall the time of death. And winter is, again, about taking part in everything Seasonal that you've worked so hard. Just For kidding. us, yes. Yeah. <laughs> For them, no. No, they're thriving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30, flirty, and thriving um so in germany people honored the pagan god odin during the winter months and germans were terrified of odin it's said that he would fly through the night skies to observe the people and then decide who it was that would prosper or perish because of this fear many people chose to stay inside in roman times I had an itch. I'm so sorry. In Roman times, winters were not as hard as those farther north, but they would celebrate Saturnalia, a holiday to honor Saturn, the god of agriculture. This started the week leading up to the winter solstice and took place a full month. Saturnalia was when food and drink were plentiful, so it was a pretty good party. And for this holiday, the Roman Empire was turned upside down. Slaves were given temporary freedom and treated as equals, and the schools and businesses were closed. So it's a full-blown holiday festival. Can you just imagine, though, what if the slaves could just go home every night as if it was a job? <laughs> you get to be free for this. Who thunk about? Who thought that? <laughs> Sorry, common sense. What? <laughs> yeah. That's just what I'm thinking. Okay, cool. You get released for this Just time, this one. But you have to come back. Yeah. Okay. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, we're seeing that this holiday or time of festivity was really geared around the abundance of what Earth has given the people. Also around this time, Romans observed Juvenalia, which is a feast honoring the children of Rome. Members of the upper class would celebrate the birth of Mirthra, the god of the unconquerable sun, on December 25th. Okay. Who else, who else do we do on September? Or I'm sorry. December 25th. Did I say September? I thought you said December, but... When you remember... Jesus. Yeah, it's December 25th. <laughs> I thought you were going to start saying Jesus along with... <laughs> I don't know you what you were saying. I, don't, yeah, I, was, I was singing Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know what the hell you were saying. I was just singing his name. It's cool. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so I'm not sure if this is true because I'm not extremely educated on the Bible like my husband is. But from what I found, there is no mention of Jesus's uh, day of birth in the Bible. In the Bible. In- That's interesting because I feel like I watched a TikTok, TikTok about that this week. So it's truth. I don't know. TikTok is Google truth. I'll while you keep talking. Okay. <laughs> TikTok is not always true. The TikTok I is the it truth. Was. It's the truth. Um... So yeah, uh, in the early days of Christianity, the main holiday was actually Easter. Yes, not the twenty fifth. Yes, his rebirth. His rebirth. It was Pope Julius that chose December twenty fifth in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia festival. It was first called the Feast of the Nativity, and by the end of the sixth century, had spread to England. By holding Christmas at the same time as the Winter Solstice Festival, 
it increased the chances that Christmas would be popularly embraced, but gave up the ability to dictate how it was celebrated. So, oh, okay. way to so, be a thanker and not a stanker. Going back to Jesus' birthday, mm-hmm. it says December 25th is not the date mentioned in the Bible as the day of Jesus' birth. The Bible is actually silent on the day or time of year when Mary was to, said to have given birth to him in Bethlehem. The earliest Christmas did not celebrate his birth. Yeah, so the thing that I saw was like, oh, why would shepherds be, you know, herding sheep in the middle of the winter? But that was also in a different part of the world, so. Right. I don't know what goes on over I there. didn't live that time. I don't. I do not know. I do not know. So eventually, by the Middle Ages, Christianity, for the most part, had replaced the pagan religion. So Christmas originally was celebrated in almost a Mardi Gras fashion. Uh, have you? Nope. You've never been to Nola. Nope. My mother has, it's, though. I love it down there. Love it. Anyways. Love it. it was a bit of a riot, and oftentimes it was during these days that the poor... <laughs> that the poor could break into the homes of the rich demanding treats and drinks and if the rich couldn't or wouldn't deliver the poor would terrorize them with mischief so i am imagining a real life purge that is i mean maybe that's what maybe that's what you're imagining what are you imagining i it says mischief so i think like (laughs) What am I thinking? I'm thinking like I'm gonna TP your yard. They, I'm gonna pork your yard. I'm gonna flamingo there. your yard. Right. I'm, I'm gonna throw eggs at your house. I'm just imagining like pitchforks and <laughs> burning. Give me porridge, or I'm going to pitchfork you. That's <laughs> what you're. Saying. That's yeah. what you're thinking. Treat treats and tinker t- yeah. trinkets or pitchfork up the hoo ha. Okay, nope. <laughs> that would hurt, but sure. I was just thinking, like, stab him right in the gut. I don't know why that just came out. It just did. I don't know. It's been a crazy day. So crazy. sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, it was nothing close to how we celebrate today. In the early 17th century, Christmas was actually canceled, believe it or not. Wow. Oliver cancel culture back then. <laughs> cancel culture. That's true. Oliver Cromwell, in a wave of religious reform, canceled Christmas. But once Charles II restored the throne, he brought back the popular holiday. Once Puritans moved to the Americas, Christmas was also not celebrated hugely. And in fact, at one time, it was outlawed in Boston. 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 Can you imagine the Native Americans being like, what is Christmas? For real. Yeah. Um, You were fined five shillings if you were caught celebrating the holiday in Boston. I wonder what the equivalent is of five shillings to today. I should have looked that up, but I didn't. It's okay. You didn't know I was I know. I try to think ahead. It's okay. In the early 19th century, we see a shift in the holiday where it takes on a family and nostalgic image. You have the book A Christmas Carol, which is a very popular movie, by the way. Don't know if you knew that. It is. There goes my dog again. I know. Barking. Please ignore him. Release, which highlighted the importance of charity and goodwill towards men, along with other stories where the characters seem to come together regardless of wealth and social status, creating that image of a peaceful, loving, warm, and bright holiday. The family dynamic also seemed to be changing and becoming less disciplined and more aware of the emotional needs of children. Christmas was a day that the family could provide gifts to the children without seeming to spoil them. It's this part of Christmas where Santa becomes incorporated. Santa Claus, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, was originally a monk who inherited uh, a monk from Turkey, is what I read. Wait, aren't monks, like, silent? 
Are all monks silent? Or am I thinking of something different? No, most are silent. I don't yeah, know if all are. Like the like year of silence or something. Don't know. Maybe um, we should write that down. All right, I'll, I'll we'll research. Uh, <laughs> Lauren's like, don't worry, I'll Google it right um, now. Are monks silent? No. <laughs> Anyways, he was a monk who inherited wealth and traveled the countryside, helping the poor and the sick. He was first entered into the American pop culture in the late 18th century when Dutch families would gather and honor the anniversary of his death. They refer to him as St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas. Hmm. Yeah. In 1822, an Episcopal minister wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, or what would widely become later known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, where St. Nicholas was depicted as a man who flew from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. What did you find out? Okay, so one, whenever I typed in our monks, the top search was celibate. They are celibate. <laughs> Good Lord. And then Where are um, we going? it says, why do monks stay silent? And it says, according to uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, I said that wrong, um... A life of silence was essential for spiritual development of monks, promoting contemplation and reflection of things of greater importance. So we could all learn something from monks by being more silent. You know, they. I would. I would, Yeah. Yeah. Silence is deadly. It's deadly. I just keep mocking you, and I'm so sorry. I thought this has to be so annoying for everybody else. I'm not even. It didn't even dawn on me. But thanks for pointing like, it you out. Say something, and I'm like, oh, that sounds fun <laughs> oh, to say. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like it'd be fun. So I feel. Do like you remember I the Kool Aid commercial that was like that? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyways. The image of Santa Claus, the jolly man, red suit, white beard, sack of toys. You know that guy? Yeah. Was created in 1881 when a political cartoonist drew on the poem that I just talked about. Twas the night before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas. When all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not, not even, even a, a mouse. mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Wow, that was really great. Can you tell that I get into the stories when I read to my children? I love it. Anyways, um, so that uh, image was created in 1881 when a a political cartoonist drew on that poem to create the image of old St. Nick as he is known today. Jolly old fella. Jolly old St. Nick. Uh, See, I'm doing the same thing to you. Stop (laughs) that shit. Stop. (laughs) As society changed, Americans began to embrace Christmas and really build the traditions behind what we know Christmas to be today. So, decorating the Christmas tree, sending out cards, gift giving, all of that. The little gifties. The the, the delicious candies and treats. The little candies. There's this new candy. I'm sorry. There's this Rabbit hole number two, 245. Uh, you know, though, real talk, this is what our actual conversations sound like, so... Actually, our real conversations are worse, because this is scripted just a tiny bit. I have yes. a story to go off of. Yeah. Normally, it's like, I start to tell you something, back. and then I get sidetracked on 18 million other things, and you do the same thing, so... Okay, so there's this new candy on tiktok and it is called like crystal candy but it's not the crystal candy that we used to make in school where you would uh dip it in sugar and it would crystallize on the stick or whatever that yeah it's rock candy yeah yeah yeah. this is like a jello base which i know you hate jello but it crystallizes and it gets, like, kind of crunchy, and a lot of people do, like, the little ASMR eating videos with it, 
and it just looks so satisfying. And I really, well, I've been tempted to order it just because I, I, I feel like I'm missing out on this because it's just a You're such having a, FOMO. I really am. But yeah, it looks so tasty. For you, if you order it, I will try. I will try the Jello. The Jello. No, but it's not like bouncy like Jello. Okay, yep. It's don't like that. It's either a liquid or a solid. It ain't both. If it if it's both, it's fucking weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. But you like bone broth. When it's hot and yeah, it's a you liquid. Don't like it when it's gelatinous. Fuck no. That's so weird. I mean, I don't My either, mom tells the story of the first time that they tried to feed me Jell-O. <laughs> Still to this okay, day. Go ahead. She's like, I knew you didn't like it because because Jell-O was really big when we were growing up. It, yeah. I don't know. It's still a big thing now, but it was J- It's big in the weight loss community. Oh, it's alive. Do you remember that? No. It is Bill Bill Cosby did the Jello oh, commercials. Oh, God. We don't speak about him. I know, but he did the Jello yeah. commercials when we were younger. But anyways, um, you had the squares, or you could do the shapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did and you she, still do the squares at China Garden? She gave me a square, and I just sat there with it on my <laughs> tongue, like, just <laughs> <laughs> like I, the only way I can eat Jello is if I swish it in between my teeth and make it a liquid again. So, do you like gummy bears? They're not my number one pick, but they are also they are a solid. Yeah, you got to chew them up. All right, wait. Did you like gushers? Yeah, but they are a solid with liquid in it. It's not like, it's not jiggly. Sure. I don't, it's just weird. It's fine. It's, it's okay, like so eating fat. It's so fucking gross to me. Anyways, oh, like steak okay. steak fat? But, yeah. I just, love steak fat. Like ribeye fat? Tasty. So, now that we've made it through the bright and light stuff of Christmas, let's get, get to the dark Let's get dark. Okay. So to the darker stuff. First off, let's talk about Bell's Nickel. Bell's Nickel, or often referred to as Chris Kinkle, Bell's Nickel, Pell's Nickel, and the <laughs> this Christmas Pell's Nickel. <laughs> you saying all of those names reminds me of the half slinging <laughs> slasher episode of SpongeBob. Half slinging, bashing, bashing the half slinging slasher. Oh my god, Lord! Do you not remember that episode? No. I'll watch it tonight, right, though. Okay. And then I'll be like, okay, yeah. you, you right, you right. You right. Um, anyway, this was also referred to as the Christmas woman, which remind me at the end of this, not the end of this, but like the end of a couple of these. Be like, hey, tell me about the Christmas woman. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so Belsnickel is a German monster who visits children alongside Slink. Slate. I don't know why I want to say L so hard. Alongside Saint Nick, he's often depicted wearing furs and a mask with a long tongue. He's a half horned goat, half demon, and he's said to quiz children before deciding to either reward them or punish them with a wooden rod. So he's picking out who's been naughty or nice, and he's punishing those who need to correct their behavior. Bell Snickle may have a render originated around the Middle Ages, but he's still known across Pennsylvania due to the the German immigrants who moved to the area to this day. Dude, those little goat things, the devil goat things, creep me out. Yeah, so that's Belsnickel. Yeah, it's creepy. The next one is Krampus. Krampus. I feel like many people know this one. You see it on TikTok a lot. And it's a horror movie. And it is a horror movie. Yep, I've never seen the horror movie, but yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, so Krampus is said to be Saint Santa Claus's evil twin, and he's widely known in the Eastern Alpines, Germany, and Austria. Uh, 
Krampus means claw, and he's a half-goat, half-man monster, hailing from the eastern Alpine region. He's the son of Hall, the Norse god of the underworld. He's rumored to punish naughty children on the evening of December 5th, also known as two different ways. It can be Kampusnacht or Krampusnacht. I googled how to say that. Just so I you mean, know. you did really great on the pronunciation. The I should. Pronunciation. I feel like I should do some justice to the Germans because it's in my blood. You like those fish and chips, then, mate? <laughs> that I don't get to enjoy, bitch. Anyways, his punishments involve whipping, eating children, and dragging them to hell. His counterpart, St. Nick, will then gift those nice children on the following day, also known as the Feast of St. Nicholas. Today, many European countries host... Krampus Lof, or the Krampus Run, where men dress up as Krampus and run around causing chaos. Yes, I have seen this on TikTok. Yeah, they have like the big bells that they sound. Mm-hmm. Bing, bing. Um, so the next one, and after I read this one, I want you to say, remind me of the German, uh, or the Christmas woman. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying another one, and I'm like, how many of my sisters remember? No, no, no. Women? After I read this one, remind okay. me. Because I got a little comment to say. A little comment. Um, so this one's known as Frau Perkta, also known as Berkta, is a goddess from the Alpines. So again, Alpine, Austria, and Germany. She is associated with Berchtentag, or the Feast of the Epiphany, which takes place on the 12th night after Christmas. Their Christmas is on December 6th. Wow. Her name means bright one, because depending on her behavior, she could appear in one of two ways. Either as a bright, youthful woman, or a scary, older witch with a long-beaked nose, one large foot. So does she have a mini foot? I think she's got, like, like are <laughs> we talking a club foot, foot here? Or, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Tattered clothes and a knife under her skirt, so. Creepy. I feel like that describes me. No. Crazy some days and not crazy other days. <laughs> Your husband might agree, but I don't. He's nodding his head like, yes, 100%. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Perkta is known to torment people who don't properly celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. So one of the things that she doesn't like is if you spun yard, yarn, not yard, if you spun yarn on a holiday. And by, I mean, legit spinning yarn. How many people were spinning yarn back then? Man, I, I guess a lot. Because it says it, it was to be done prior to the holiday. For once Christmas was over, it would be time to set up the big upright loom. So okay. don't be lazy and spin your damn yarn. Enjoy a day of rest because this lady will come get you if not. Yeah. So the next thing that would make her mad was if you didn't feast properly during celebration. So like, God forbid somebody gets the flu and they can't eat anything. Yep. Nope. Ain't good. She's also quite judgmental about the state of your home. You, come on, you have one large foot. <laughs> you got a club foot. You cannot talk. So if your house was a mess, or even better, if you didn't leave out a traditional bowl of porridge, which I love porridge. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like oatmeal. It's like, it's like super oatmeal. I fucking love it. Love it. Anyways, um... If you didn't leave out a traditional bowl of porridge, she would. This is how mad she would get, Lauren. She would come to your house while you slept, slit open your belly, rip out your guts, and replace them with straw and pebbles. That's really actually mean. I know. So all in all, she's like your typical woman around the holidays. Clean your damn house. Eat a lot of food. Eat the food I made. Uh, and yeah. don't spin and, your yarn. And, yeah, or make sure it's fucking done before it's the, the holidays. holidays. Yeah. 
Okay, so my comment. Okay. Can I, can we talk about how... We're talking about the Christmas woman now, right? Yeah. All can right. we talk... So these are both German and Austrian mm-hmm. lore. Can we talk about why they always make the woman so goddamn ugly? Well, isn't it wasn't it that way even whenever they did paintings of the royals? Or do you have an answer for this? No, I'm seriously oh. like I was reading this and I was like, okay, so the Christmas Saint Nick is a man and he gets to be the guy that like spreads all the joy and hands out gifties and trinkets and food and he's like, oh, everybody loves Saint Nick. And then Belsnickel is possibly they called it the Christmas woman. Can you imagine though these Which is the counter- women? In the uh, well, during the holidays, uh, like men. Okay, what do you do? You're not doing anything in the house. They do stuff outside. It's done. It's who winter. buys all them gifts? Who, who's the one the that comes load? up with all the? Who, that's what I'm saying. Yep. But no, the woman's got to be the one with the club foot. <laughs> she probably got a club foot because she lost the other foot kicking her husband's ass. <laughs> probably. Probably. So the next one we're going to talk about is Hans Trop. Trap, trap, Hans Trap. It's a French lore. Hans Trap, also known as the Christmas Scarecrow, was derived from the real story of a knight from the 1400s, and his name was Hans von Trappa. Hans got in arguments with the Catholic Church over property, which ended in him being excommunicated after he broke a dam and flooded a town. This is kind of like what we did for like the Ozarks. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Didn't we flood a town? We really did, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a couple, actually. Uh, this legend paints Hans as a greedy man who was exiled for working with the devil to get more wealthy. While exiled, he dressed up as a scarecrow, snatching up small children and eating them. Because <laughs> who? Who doesn't just want to chomp on some children? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His life ended in getting struck by... <laughs> Sorry, this still makes me laugh. His life ended in getting struck by a lightning bolt. That is... The ultimate. No, we had this argument before. Oh, no, but it's still like I mean, how why can't people... you just say he got ran over by a carriage? No, but like, how cool is that to be smi- like smited down by lightning? I mean, that's Wasn't true. It one of the Greek or one of the Greek gods did that. I guess that's true. That is that. Now that is a valid point. It is. I mean, in the Bible, Jesus was just turning people into. I think that he turned somebody into salt one time. But still, like, your chances of getting struck by lightning are very fucking thin i was reading a reddit thread about what happened to the kid that you went to school with that died or how did that the kid that you went to school with die and somebody said that he was at soccer practice and got struck by lightning i don't want to think about that (laughs) anyways so this guy died got struck by lightning um also that wasn't funny that that kid died and i'm just saying it's more common than what you think i think (sighs) Your chances are still pretty slim. But, but for I mean, the people that it happens to, I their know. chances aren't that know. slim. So now this, the tale is, is that he returns around Christmas in a scarecrow attire, snatching up little boys and girls to feast on. So this next one, I can't even pronounce this name. Kalikansaru. I don't know. <laughs> you said that in quinoa. cursive. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Did you say quinoa? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what this is. Uh, it's Cal- I'm going to call them Callies. It's a Greek tale, um, and it's pretty dang funny. I find it funny, but if anybody is listening from Greece, they're going to be like, no, th- these guys scare the shit out of me. So anyways, um, <laughs> it's a Greek tale, and the Callies are tiny little black goblins that live underground and spend the majority of the year sawing at the roots of the world tree. Um, and the world tree is a motif through several folklores that connects the heavens to the earth. 
So these goblins come out during the 12 days of Christmas to cause chaos and steal all children born during this time, Jeez. transforming them into little Callies. Yeah. Yeah, so don't be a bone in nine months before that, apparently. You can protect your kids, though. Oh. As I'm pointing my ri- my riggedy little finger at you. Your squiggly little pointy finger. You can protect nose. your children. All you gotta do is wrap them in straw and garlic. Can you imagine doing that to an infant? That smells and reeks of, like, formula? Fuck no. They probably didn't have formula back then. Maybe people still do this. Do you think they still wrap their kids in straw and... (laughs) I don't know if I would. But also, like, postpartum is crazy, so you might. Yeah, yep. Maybe, what if you, like, took an out... I'm just thinking of loopholes for this. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Put them in a onesie, put a second onesie, and then stuff it... In between the layers. Wrap them in aluminum foil and then cling wrap and no. I'm they might. Not. Somebody might. I don't know. You never know, man. You do you. <laughs> you do you, boo. Anyways, you could also protect your house. If you don't want to wrap your child in garlic and straw, you can just protect your house. You can oh. um, have a constant fire burning. Oh, okay. And the kicker of all of this, just place a colander outside your door. So, Nick's the straw and yeah. garlic. Who gives a crap about the straw and garlic? Just put a colander outside your door. You're probably asking why. Well, that's mm-hmm. because the goblins will become distracted by the colander by trying to count all the holes. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They'll never get past the number three because three is the holy number. The holy trinity. And it confuses them. Yeah. So another staple symbol for Christmas is the Christmas tree. What on earth was it that made us want to decorate a tree? Well, long before Christianity, people were drawn to the evergreen trees. Remember, they're one of the only trees that do not fade with the season. And in many countries, evergreen was believed to keep away witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and sickness. So because of this, they hung evergreen boughs over their um, windows and doors. To this day, people still use pine needles to create salve for sickness. Many ancient civilizations equated the winter solstice to the sun as the winter solstice Solstice is the shortest day of the year, and it's also the longest night of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people looked at the sun as a form of God to them. Um, and during the the solstice, they thought that the sun god was sick. And after the solstice took place, they believed that the sun god was then healing and becoming strong again. So they would decorate their temples and homes with green leafy plants or evergreen, just depending on where they were located, as a celebration of the days becoming longer. In Northern Europe, the priests of the ancient Celts also decorated their temples with evergreen boughs as a symbol of everlasting life. And the Vikings in Scandinavia honored the evergreen mistletoe for its role in the death of the Balder, a god of light. So there's your mistletoe. Absolutely. It was the Vikings. It was my ancestors. My ancestors are German and Viking. Are you really part Viking? I'll pull up 23 and me and show you. Okay. Somebody that you see an FBI agent said that people shouldn't be doing that now. That you're willingly giving your DNA away. I mean, they're going to get it however they want it. My McDonald's Diet Cokes that it early. Or my fingernails that I sold to some weirdo on the dark web. Go ahead, then. Just joking. I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, all in all, the Christmas tree... Um, much like a lot of the other Christmas fixtures we see today came from Germany. Uh, German natives would bring trees trees into their homes or often build Christmas pyramids with wood, decorating these with candles. As Germans migrated to the Americas and into the regions of the UK, 
This tradition traveled with them. It's a wide belief that Protestant reformer Martin Luther was the man behind adding candles to a tree. During a night travel home, he recalled the sight of the twinkling stars in the sky behind the evergreen trees and to recreate this added the candles. As electricity was introduced, the candles gave way to lights. The Christmas tree at first was not a widely accepted symbol, as it was, after all, a pagan tradition. So late in the 1840s, it was pretty much outcasted from being used. The turning point of the Christmas tree took place in 1846 when Queen Victoria and her family were illustrated standing around a Christmas tree. Queen Victoria and her German Prince Albert were very popular amongst the society, so this picture and the acceptance of the Christmas tree spread like wildfire thereafter. Original ornaments included wafers, apples, nuts, dyed popcorn, and other trinkets. The ornaments we know today didn't begin production until the late 1890s. So, for the most part, out of all of this, there's a lot of history behind uh, Christmas and a little bit of lore, but not a whole, not a whole lot. Which is kind of a good thing because Christmas is a pretty a wholesome holiday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. What was the word I was gonna look for? The meaning of it has changed these days. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I, there's a girl that I follow on TikTok, no, Instagram. She is, a, like, a Christian influencer, but, mm-hmm. like, I love her top, hot takes on everything. Um, and so she was talking about how she let her kids dress up for Halloween, and she got a lot of crap for that because, you know, the ultra Christians are like, oh, you're just celebrating the devil, blah, blah, blah. And so she basically did a deep dive and she kind of told the people she was, like her followers that were upset with her about Halloween, she told them that, you know, it's all about your intention with things. And she was like, come back to me at Christmas whenever you learn that a lot of your traditions are based in pagan roots. True. I was, I was going to say it's more like commercialized. It is more commercialized. Yeah. It's like valentine's day it seems like it's we've lost the meaning behind it i guess but i also think though as inflation is on the rise and people can't afford to really live as like comfortably it'll change i think yeah i think people are getting back into the simpler life and knowing that you know because there were a lot of parents that um have been talking about how their kids want ridiculous stuff like oh, drunk I saw elephant. one of those early. Yeah, yeah. his eleven-year-old. Yeah, a drunk no eleven-year-old needs drunk elephant. And Lululemon. Mm-hmm. Or Uggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a light blue Stanley. Yes. Specific light blue. Um, but as you can see, much of what we see in today's Christmas traditions really go back to the German roots, alongside the Roman holidays. We've definitely fluffed up the holiday in comparison a bit to others. But it's pretty interesting how it really was a melting pot of beliefs and celebrations. Yeah. I mean, we've all, we have just kind of transformed it into something that's our own, but it's a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I was go that I didn't research that I thought about, well, two things. One was the stockings. I thought oh. that went back to the shoes I told you this earlier. Yeah, you so back, I, I was but as we were th- talking about that, I was kind of thinking the stockings because people would put. I I actually don't know this, 
But what if you take your socks that are wet from being in the snow and you hang them up above your fire? And right. that's what originated it. It And that might have been why that little girl's stockings were hung. I don't know. Um, I thought that it came from the wooden shoes that some um, people leave outside, outside their door. Little clogs. And, yeah, and they Santa leaves little trinkets and stuff, fruits and stuff. Right. Um, but it was actually... St. Nick had visited a home of a family that was very poor and he left three bags of coins. And as he was throwing the coins um, into the house, one bag landed in a little girl's stockings. And so that was the story behind the stockings. The other one was, which I didn't, I should have looked into this more. I'm going to look into it more, but I did see something about, cause I was like, I wonder where Christmas caroling came from. And uh, oh yeah, there was something that I saw. That actually say Christmas carolers used to break into your house. And I don't know if that went along with like the time that it was like the Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get to venture down that rabbit hole too much. But uh, well, you can yeah. always bring it back next week as a. Yeah, or I'll just tell you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and not tell anybody else. Sorry, you guys get to Google it uh, yourself. I guess I could update it on Instagram, you know, so I guess you would have to follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. To get the update on that, because I know you really give a, you give a hoot nanny. A hoot nanny. Yeah. That's all I got for you, man. Okay. Um, do you, oh wait, yeah, we are, we talked about the stockings in the last recording of this. What stockings? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you were good at stocking, like if stockings are like one of your favorite things. They're not. Okay. I'm not a stocking stuffer. I'm not a, I'm not a pro stocking stuffer. Right. Well, and I feel like doing stockings for boys is kind of boring. It is. Yeah, you can't buy it. meat sticks. I've never put meat sticks. It's always like toothbrush, deodorant, cologne, like little little things of chocolates. Yeah, lots of chocolates. Chapsticks. Chappy sticks. Chappies. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing, but. Yeah, my mom and uh, Denise are like pros at it. Not I... Not I. So next week's you. Yep. I'm stoked. Have you been researching? Yeah. Good. Yes. Well, and I really don't have to do that much research on it because I've been obsessed with this topic for years. Yeah. Like since like high school. Educate us. Also, did you know what the gang MS-13 is? Have you heard of them before? No. All right. Well, never mind. I thought it was common knowledge. Somebody was talking about it the other day. They thought it was a gun. And I was like, no, it's a gang. And they were like, well, how did you know? And I was like, Nat Geo did a whole thing about them. Yep. In like high school. Nope. All right, cool. Well, never mind. I guess if you know who MS-13 is, leave a comment. Let us know if you know who they are. If not, that's cool. Sorry about you. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. You could be like Ashley and be a giant loser, apparently. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps up today's episode. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, Patreon, and Podbean. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review, give us a thumbs up on YouTube and hit that notification bell so you can get an alert every time an episode drops. We'll see you next week, but in the meantime, stay strange, my friends.